When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day, everyone. This very special episode now of Rambling About Racing because we got a very special guest in the studio. More so, not guest. He's back. Preston Lude is here in the ITM Media Studios after a historic weekend at the Talladega Super Speedway. I'm Matt Beamer it was alongside. A historic weekend? It, it was a historic weekend. It was a very historic weekend. What well, we had for first off, we had three first-time winners in all three major series at one track. That's never happened before in the history of NASCAR. Huh. We've had okay. a, it's been a very eventful weekend. But now I'm joined, as always, by Charlie Herkus, and now back in the studio, Preston Lude. Preston, we're going to start off with you, man. How's life going? How's everything going? Uh, life's okay. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, it feels good to be here. It was. Uh, it's funny how it definitely caught me off guard when you said he's here in the ITM. Media Studios, or however you said it. I don't even remember how you even well, said yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the last time you were on the show, you did it via Zoom, and the quality yeah. was just horrible. It is horrible. I, I, I hate that I haven't been here. But, but uh, we're glad that you're here, man. Yeah, Why? life, life gets very busy. Life does get busy it's, some, from um, time to time. And and you know, I everybody already knows of the whole heart thing that I have going on. Yeah, at, yeah. So How's that makes, going? Uh We'll we'll see. I'm wearing another monitor at the moment. I've been wearing it for almost a month now. Actually, wow. yeah. Um, I will be having surgery at the end of November. Is but, it a um, whoop band? Because I'm sick of hearing about whoop bands. A whoop band? What's a whoop band? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's talking about all the. You ever seen on the? Uh, you know, you don't watch yeah, the broadcast. The race? Yeah, the NBC broadcast. Uh, like, um, oh who had it? God. Who well, had it? Was it Ricky Sinos? Oh it's, yeah, it's, I know what you're talking about. Band. Yeah, they were, like, who gives a rat's butt? Yeah, yeah I know, why, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Preston's not wearing a whoop band. No, 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 no. Actually, actually, I got a monitor. Preston's 
heart rate. Can you see that? Did you see that? Chris, in studio here. So. <laughs> that's what I have on right now is on my chest. Yeah, yeah man. So That's crazy, though. But uh, how's everything else going? How's the wife? How's the kids? How's everything, man? Kids are good. Uh, oldest is in kindergarten now. Wow. And playing soccer. So uh, a lot of my time is very busy. In yeah, the a lot of your time is taken up, and, and that's why you haven't been in studio lately. Yeah, Once the yeah, new no. school year started, yeah, that was it, uh, man. So, it's yeah, it's a lot of that and a lot of sleeping a lot, too. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You get tired a lot. I'm sure. Got my first vaccine shot. Okay. And I don't know. People say that the second one is worse. The but second one didn't affect me at all. Of course, I'm I'm a cesspool of in a, a petri dish, I guess you could say, of vaccines right. because of the military. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of I mean, it was just like, hey, welcome to the club. I'm, you know, anthrax. This is. Yeah. Whatever. What else did I have? I mean, just a plethora of stuff. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff in the military. Oh, smallpox meets yeah. COVID. COVID right. meets smallpox. You know, yeah. it was just a whole plethora of stuff. I'm sure yeah. Charlie could tell you the same thing. Yeah. Let's, let's mix these two and see what happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, I mean, everybody makes a fuss about this COVID vaccine. The military was the guinea pigs for the anthrax vaccine, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was a seven-dose series shot Holy that, God, I, that's a lot. that I took while in Iraq. Wow, that doesn't get I mean, more like I mean, if wild you, than that. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> test it out somewhere, test it out in an active combat zone yeah. <laughs> where you could be exposed to it. But yeah, that's that was my thing. But yeah, I had no adverse effect effects whatsoever. I know some people do, but that's with everything. You could get an adverse effect effect well, from I, the I think it's just flu vaccine. Well, I, the only thing I've had a problem with is just I felt more like uh, I guess you could say exhausted or tired a lot. And um, I mean, I've always I've. The heart condition makes me feel tired, but I right. feel like I don't. I don't know if this is an adverse effect or not. I mean, I I don't know. I won't yeah, really know until the tell. second time around because right. a lot of people have problems on the second time. But right, I mean, it, it's whatever. I just I don't know why I feel tired all the time now. It could be the heart thing. Who knows? Who cares? If I am having an adverse effect, at least I'm wearing a heart monitor so they know. Yeah. <laughs> they know if I'm having some kind of right. you know reaction to it or not. But yeah, other than that, uh, life's pretty good. Haven't really kept up with NASCAR too much, so I'm no I. Keep, keep up a lot of Formula One, but NASCAR hasn't really piqued my interest. You've missed too much. a lot of questions as we've had over the past few weeks of yeah. Formula One. It's yeah. like, man, if only Preston were here. Uh, we, if only we, I were here. We could t- tell about that. But Charlie, man, how's it going there in Alabama? You had a race this last weekend. Didn't it go as, as expected? No, it didn't go. I guess the only way people could pass me is if they dumped me. Yeah. So, and it was the uh, 94 car again. It, it, it was is, the 94 is what car. It is there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, didn't have enough time left in the race to get back to his bumper uh, or so I was probably going to repay the favor. And I didn't run my fastest lap until lap 22 of 25. Honestly, I was getting faster and faster. So had another electrical issue. The yeah, I noticed that. Again, we got it fired back up, went back out. Do you think uh, it was the same up. thing that happened a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I uh, thought we had it resolved. Obviously, we didn't. So we got some work to do in the off season because that round to be up for the year. Yeah, and Nick, and this time next week for episode one oh nine, you're going to be here in studio because you're going to be here in South Carolina. Yep, I'm leaving Monday, I, I, coming up there. I dare say before we do the episode, we all get together and play around the golf. That's Ooh, fine. yeah! Now you've piqued my okay, interest. Now I've got you. <laughs> now we could just do the show like that. <laughs> just I, I, figure, tell me when. <laughs> I will, we'll get the details out to you. But man, I'm, I'm sorry you had a uh, bad final race of the season there, Charlie. Really was pulling for you. Well, I think, it, I, I think it was good, but bad at the same time. You know, it it was good because I tried a couple of different things on on setup wise, and it they it was a good hit. So we got some stuff to start off with at the beginning of the year. Um, 
we'll go add to that and go from there. So I, I think you will do just fine there, but I hope everyone's just doing well out there, whether you're listening to Rambling About Racing on your regular podcast platform, the Unhinged Sports Network. We are Rambling About Racing, your voice of auto racing, whether it's Formula One, or NASCAR, I would say Indy, but we really didn't hit much in Indy this yeah, whole. Yeah, Indy seemed like it kind of passed a little quick too. I mean, it's over now. Yeah, it's over now. So, so uh, oh well. But we still okay. got Formula One and yeah. NASCAR. A lot of NASCAR. May, may, this is going to be a NASCAR heavy episode. That was the only series racing this weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you guys enjoy the racing overall at Talladega? This is going to be one of those episodes where I think a lot of opinions are going to be thrown out. A lot of viewpoints are going to be viewed and i think i'm going to probably be devil's advocate for most of them okay i like that just because you want to argue no no it's because <laughs> yeah, okay i like charlie's <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe charlie, <laughs> maybe charlie is correct here we're going to start off with the truck series tate fogelman wins after pretty much dumping john hunter nemerchek there at the end great race the truck series of course didn't disappoint but here's my takeaway from the truck race i don't even care about that Tate Fogelman did exactly what he needed to do to win. Okay with that. What I didn't like was, I don't know if you guys listened to the uh, spotters during the course of the races, whatever race it is. I was listening to Haley Deegan spotter. And Charlie, you might be able to answer this better than myself or Charlie, just given our opinions. Why is it that Haley Deegan spotter said, stay at the back the whole time? She ended up getting caught up in a wreck and not finishing the race. But he wouldn't let her get up there and race. I, you know, I guess that works out two ways because you've seen Diddy Hamlin go to the back Sunday, yeah, or we, we Monday, saw, whichever. Yep, we saw that. Uh, you, you take the chance. In my opinion, you're either safest out front or you're safest in the very back. But at the same time, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at at the back, you either you have to stay close enough to stay with the draft. Yep. So you're still right there to take a chance to get up caught caught up with all the mess. And I also think it's who else is back there with you. Truck series, I think, is the world's worst. You know, I don't think you can really afford to go to the back because I think you need to be up there racing in the truck series. Yeah. How else are you going to get experience if you just stand there in the back? And I get their mindset of let's save our stuff till the end of stage right. three. Let's while- play it safe. Let's what? ride in the back till right. the end. We're not racing for a points championship, so stage points doesn't matter. You know, let's just be make sure we can be there at the end. Let's ride in the back. Right. But with as many up-and-coming drivers as there is in a truck series, not a lot of plate racing or whatever, not a lot of speedway racing experience, you're almost taking a bigger gamble riding in the back than you would be if you just let them get up there and race. And I feel like that doesn't give her good experience, you know? No, no it doesn't, but I... Because I saw the same thing at Daytona earlier this year, listening right. to her scanner. It was the same thing. If you go back and listen to our Daytona escapades, I called her uh, Natalie Deckard in that episode, but oh. it was Haley Deegan that I was talking about. Just her the spotter saying, hold back, hold back, and the same thing. She got caught up in an accident, regardless well, of where you're at on the track. Maybe they don't think she's quite there yet. Well, how I mean, you, like, here's how, the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. If you tell her to ride in the back, would you rather take that chance of her riding in the back and waiting until the end, or would you rather take the chance of her going to the front and her not having the experience and wrecking right away? Well, because there's a different. I'll a, play devil devil's advocate to that. The only female out there, that, in my opinion, that's not ready yet is Jennifer Joe Cobb. One I, of them wrecks. <laughs> one of them wrecks. Jennifer Joe Cobb never even let up. 
she I remember that through one, yeah. there wide open. She, I don't even think she lifted. No, she she and went in there. She did not seriously hurt somebody else. Yep. Is beyond me. It was like she that's, is an idiot. It was and like, she should be part. She is somebody that has a, a lot of moron. Uh, cow, drama yeah. around her. She yeah, yeah. And, and she gives it her all. You know, I'm sure, but I don't know why she did it. It was like that scene from uh, yeah, but her all the other guys. Nothing but chaos. You ever see that movie, The Other Guys, where Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell. And Mark Wahlberg were in the car, and he says, "We got to go, go, go!" And he goes, "America!" and just runs it wide open. Well, it's and- almost like Days of Thunder. Yeah, remember when the accident was happening? It was just this cloud of smoke, and he's just yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Jennifer Jo Cobb was pedal the, the metal. You know, I don't know what she was even, thinking. Even the broadcaster said something about it. Oh yeah, See, there you go. I, I said it something. It was ridiculous about it. Like, the geez. amount of speed she carried through, going trying to go through that wreck. She right. never let up. No, she wow. never did. Not that not, was ridiculous. Not one little blip of the throttle right there from Jennifer Joe Cobb, but yeah, I, I just don't understand how you can gain experience or expect to gain experience, especially at a place like Daytona, Talladega, without actually. They're going to have to cut her loose and let her race. They have point. to. Well, I mean, maybe it's also because they were. If if they don't think she's quite there yet, then she shouldn't. Put, then she shouldn't be in the truck. In, but but then again, why put her up front? And then something happened to where she takes off, takes out playoff drivers because then you're going to have a bunch of people all over. Right? No. I understand that. Right. Well, we I could underst- say that we could say that with a lot of people though. Whether right. I, I, I know, I'm just looking series. at it as a point, as something like that. I mean, honestly, everybody should be racing no matter what, even if you're not in the playoffs whatsoever. Right. But I mean, maybe that, maybe that's why. Maybe they felt they were just they were they didn't want something like that to happen. She, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in their predicament. No. I'm just thinking of like. What I excuse me, sorry for. Oh, I'm okay. just thinking of what I see. Right. So I I don't know. Who knows? Well, because it's just one of those things for me. If Jen, if if Natalie Decker is being groomed to eventually, I feel in a few years from now. Haley Deegan, you mean? Did I say Natalie Decker? You again? did again. If, if Haley yeah. Deegan. Don't you take this out of the episode about. now? No, no. It's already <laughs> I've already shots fired there. If Haley Deegan, yes, is being groomed. From what it looks like to go to Stuart Haas Racing one day, probably take the place of Kevin Harvick, as we predicted on the show before, and what it pretty much looks like with Tony Stewart getting behind her, Ford Performance getting behind her. Why is it that she's being held back and not being able to race? You brought up because she might take off a playoff driver. We saw Ryan Priest take out Kyle Larson this weekend. When you're in a pack like that, it doesn't matter who you are. Well, he got he got turned, so, I mean, that's that's... Haley Deegan. It was it was Haley just as a pure Deegan. accident. That's what it wasn't. But see, that's but what, they were in the middle of the field though. They yeah, were in the middle of the path. Yeah, but I mean, let the leash off of her. She needs to learn how to. I mean, drive I, these I agree tracks. that you need to let. I mean, like I said, it's this shouldn't be viewed as just a playoff race to people that yeah. aren't in the playoffs. If if you're a real racer, you're going to go out there and drive. Give yeah, 110 percent. You're going to win that race. I, you know? I think you know if we're if we're comparing them, you know. I think Haley Deegan's stats getting to the truck series series speak for themselves as opposed to Jennifer Joe Cobbs. Right. And and her whole stats right there in the truck series. Bless her heart. She's been there for how many years now running the truck series? A long time. And hasn't done jack crap. So I'm with you. I mean, take the leash off and let's let's let her race. Let's see what she can do. Right. You know, yeah. and I get it. You know, it, and maybe her first time in Daytona in a truck when I saw her this past. Let her ride around. Week, Let's get the feel for get it. Get a feel, feel for the draft. it. 
But now this is her three quarters what? of the way through the race. Even in Daytona, her first Daytona race, eight, three quarters of the way through the race. Hey, cut that leash. Let her go. Yeah, I, I would feel more comfortable to. Yeah, I mean Daytona would probably be one of those things where you just test it out. But I feel like Talladega, you would probably feel more comfortable to just let that yeah, let her go wider. because it's. I mean Talladega is more wide, anyways. Right. I mean, I've. Well, Daytona is more of a handling track. Exactly that too. Right. Well, so, so that's why. Yeah, that's yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that is interesting that you talk, you bring that up. It's kind of baffling, but yeah, I mean, because it just kind of blew my mind. Who, like who how, really knows what the answer to it is? I don't know. They should, and like Charlie said, they should let the leash off of her and let her go because that's just one of those things where, to me, uh, to develop as a driver, that's what you need to do. You know, Dell Junior didn't become the best, one of the best played racers in Cup history. And I say, and I say NASCAR back. by riding around in the back. He got up there. He made a few mistakes in his first couple seasons, and then he figured it out. Doesn't matter if it was with DEI or Hendrick. Trial by error. He figured it out. He realized what he needed to do, and he learned. And now you think of Dell Jr., and you think of two Daytona 500s, multiple wins at Talladega, yep. a few more wins at Daytona, and you think that. You just think that. And I think that's what they should do with Haley Deegan. Moving on to the Xfinity Series. Brandon Brown wins his first career race, just like Tate Fogelman did that night, that day, I should say. However, an issue came up where there was a big wreck, a couple red flags during the race. The race got delayed due to that. And once again, in NASCAR, lighting became an issue. We've said it a lot. I know I've said it a lot on the show, and we've said it a lot on social media and amongst ourselves. And I'll say it right now. If it's a Cup Series track, and it's on the schedule. It should have to have lights. Or if it's a, even a NASCAR-sanctioned race. There you go. That's that, they, that's, they should, that's all that needs to be said right the there. They ran Daytona 500 till like 1 o'clock, 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Once. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I remember that. I was there for that, I believe. Or was so, I? Was that a few? This was that. No happened. reason. Yeah, that happened this year. I no feel. reason why. And that's because Daytona had lights. Yep. Yep. And, and to this day. I mean, that's, that's why Daytona is able to wait out rain delays even longer yep you and know? if they could start trying the track i think it was the last one that junior ran junior one what like was 20, the one i'm referring to 2014 2013 something like that yeah but yeah i was there this year when there was Same another one Montoya hit the jet dryer uh that was 2012 2012 was, yeah no that was kenseth who won that race yeah that was kenseth that one but that one oh, okay. that one went well into the night but, that was on a monday yeah. too i think yeah that but so yeah it was on a monday but yeah. the same thing happened this year Rain delayed happened, and then we had to run the race at night. Okay, and second year in the road, it happened. But at this point, Talladega is .16 miles longer than Daytona. Why they don't have lights is beyond me. Lights, the lights in itself sells it right there. Imagine Talladega at night. It would by far be the hottest ticket in town. Absolutely. It would replay, it would replace. Yeah, the Bristol night race, hands down. Yeah. Everybody would want to be there. and to, I'd be there. I, I would be there, too. To this point, there's no excuse, Talladega. I wouldn't be conscious, but I'd be there. Yeah, it, there's no <laughs> excuse whatsoever at this point in Talladega's history, what, since the 60s it's been open, that it hasn't had lights. Charlotte got mm-hmm. lights. Daytona got lights. Martinsville has Martinsville lights. Has yeah, lights Martinsville now. has lights Bristol, now. Richmond. I mean, the only tracks I can't think of is road courses like Sonoma and Watkins Glen, and maybe the few other ones they have now, like Circuit of the Americas and stuff. 
Pocono, Dover. I thought I seen a thing going around a while back that Watkins Glen didn't even talk about having lights. They should. Every track that is sanctioned by NASCAR, or every NASCAR-sanctioned event, whether it be the everything, should have your safer barriers, your Hans devices, your head and neck restraints, and lights. The track should hold a certain level of commitment to the fans for that. Because what we saw in the Xfinity race, of course, and Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong, if you were Brandon Brown, it would be too dark to race, right? Yeah. If you're behind Brandon Brown, Preston, what are you saying? Oh, keep racing. Man. Yeah, I can see. Me? I can yeah, see. I can see just fine. One more lap. If you're, I need. If you're in the lead, you're in the capital seat, I can't see a thing. If you're everybody else, you're saying race. If you're the fan saying, I want to see it. I, nobody wants to see a race in under caution. It is no. the most miserable thing in the world, spending all that time, all that money, going to an event, and then seeing it end under caution. It is yeah. like a kick in the balls to every NASCAR fan that was there in the stands that day. I mean, NASCAR's been kicking fans' balls for a while now. So We're, we're going to get to that more <laughs> so because I know, I know you have a little ramp for that. But, I mean, Brandon Brown wins his, wins his first career race under controversy. Yeah, I mean, I hey, it wouldn't be racing without controversy, honestly. I mean, you kind of need some controversy every once in a while. Well. But, I mean, I, I understand. They, they do need lights, and I, I I just, I feel like, yeah, it's a track's commitment to I mean, hold, if we hold go that. Back but, to that, then, you know, at the same time, Michael Waltrip won his second Daytona 500 under rain. Uh, Justin Haley won Coke 4, what is it, Coke Zero 400. Coke Zero 400, rain delay. Dale mm-hmm. Jr., so. One Phoenix a few years ago, rain delay. Now this is switching over to the Cup Series, obviously. Right. Where now it wasn't necessarily a. I guess you could but say still, you could still throw I in guess lights you could with still this. Throw in lights yeah, with this absolutely. because if had there been lights at Talladega, yesterday's race would would have happened on Sunday. Could well yeah it yeah it would have it would have happened it on really Sunday. It would have happened on Sunday for one. Yep. And two, they would have been late, but it would have happened. But they would have happened. Got, but they would have gone into racing. Yep. Folks, I wanted to take a quick moment here to tell everybody about Ramblin' About Racing's new store at Bonfire, where you could get your latest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and beanies. So everyone, whether you're at your local short track or at the track there for a NASCAR event, IndyCar, Formula One, that you are an avid listener of Ramblin' About Racing. Don't worry, we still have a store over there at Teespring under the stores tab at ramblingaboutracing.com where you can find your throwback in the marbles gear and new Rambling About Racing gear as well. But now you have other options that you can go to. And from now till the end of October, if you use discount code FALL21, you'll get 10% off whether it's at Teespring or at Bonfire. Links that will be in the podcast description. Go check out the store. Everything helps out rambling about racing. And heck, you look good in it as well. Go check them out. All 188 laps. Now, that leads us to this point. Bubba Wallace, finally a Cup Series winner. No matter if you love it or hate it, Bubba Wallace has won a Cup race, though be it under this a lot of people are putting an asterisk by it, which is uncalled for because, as y'all just mentioned, Michael Waltrip won a yep. second Daytona 500 under the rain. Jeff Gordon uh, you won. Can't, you can't put an asterisk by it, but you I'll can't. put an asterisk by it by the point of I'll put him in the same category as Trevor Bain. Which Trevor, like that. which Trevor Bain won a race at least 
seeing the checkered flag fall. Yes. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, if you're a Bubba Wallace fan, and I dare say, even if you're not a Bubba Wallace fan, and you insert any driver name there, Emma, you, you don't. You like you like Bubba Wallace? No. Okay. No, Emma ain't a Bubba Wallace fan. Either. <laughs> but but if you're if you're a Bubba Wallace fan, a Michael McDowell fan, a Chase Elliott fan. Like Brad Kozlowski fan, whoever your driver is, you don't want to see them win like that. Sure, seeing them win is a great thing, but you want to see them at speed, checkered flag falling. You won the race, yeah, legitimate. No, absolutely. Then no one would question the legitimacy of that victory. Yeah. But the fact that this happened now, now, tw- and Twitter was growing crazy. I don't know if you were following Twitter yesterday. I tried to, but after a while, I just I, I couldn't do it, it anymore. It got crazy. Once that happened, you had 50% of the fans saying, this is the best thing that's ever happened in NASCAR. Then you have the other 50% saying, this I don't is- see how this is the best thing. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> because to me... We're about to say it, though. Yeah, well, no, I'm, because I'm, I'm just about to... Okay, fine, I'm, I'm about to say it right now. Because the way I see it is, I didn't hear one person complain to y'all's point when Dale Jr. won Phoenix under a rain delay. Oh, I, I, I have a whole... I, I have an explanation for this one. I really do. Okay. To me, I, Bubba Wallace won. I'm more excited, not for Bubba Wallace, but for Tony. Tony Ramirez, who's the tire specialist on that team, who's been in this board for many years, that Charlie and I went to NTI school school with there in NTI in Mooresville, and he made it into NASCAR, and now he is a Cup Series winner crew member. Yeah, I was excited for Booty Barker, honestly. Booty Barker, first time winning as a yeah. crew chief. They made a crew chief change there a few weeks ago, and it's paid off. Mm-hmm. Now, if this was not Bubba Wallace... Would people still be reacting like this? Uh, uh, or no. is it the fact that it is Bubba Wallace? Look, it, or if it was I, Kurt Busch who won it? Uh, I mean, kind, people might still kind of react but about the, it. to the extreme that they are now no, because Bubba not. Wallace no. won this yeah, race. I would say to, to an extent, yeah, sure, because right. it's Bubba Wallace. But with everything that's been happening in society in general. There you go right here. This is it. Everything that happened last year. NASCAR is still riding the freaking coattail. Thank you. Charlie's got of it. This of this freaking diversity bullcrap. Thank you. That is exactly what this is. Charlie's gonna tell the truth right now. This is exactly what it is right okay. here. And like and and like it just doesn't exist. And that it, like diversity just doesn't exist in NASCAR, even though NASCAR is a pretty diversified sport. It is. It is a but very like diversified we sport. Have to, it's like Bubba Wallace just has to be the face of it. Well, he you was know, kind of thrusting in there. I, I don't, I don't understand that. Okay, and I think, I think where NASCAR is trying to hype that up so much, it is also their downfall. The media part of that is also NASCAR's downfall. Okay, there you go. See, Charlie's got it. So, you know how much media was surrounding that pit box just waiting for that race oh, yeah. to be called? Oh, yeah. I, oh, saw, yeah. I saw all Holy the photographers crap. there. I saw everybody it was there. Like, it was buzzards just waiting on that calf to finally take its last breath. It was freaking ridiculous. Charlie is explaining uh, this so much I, I more mean, calmly than I would right now. What, is it fine that he won a race? Sure. Have no problem with that. Plenty of people have won their first race at a restrictor plate track. Okay. Many of people have won a race under a rain shortened race or weather or whatever. Right. No big deal there. 
But what makes I this so much th- crazier? It's, it's just the media side of stuff and how it is portrayed. It was Whether a, he's black, white, Asian, I don't give a crap. Right. I think that is what's driving people crazy. It's just uh, how everything is being broadcasted and portrayed. It comes down so, to one word, politics. Okay. And that's exactly what this is. I think it, just it, media, it, yeah. NASCAR, NASCAR is just, they cannot get back to, why can't we just race? Yep. Charlie, Charlie explained it. Way more calm than I would, and that's and, and it's just it's, it all has to do with the controversy from last year with the quote unquote pull rope situation. Okay, and I will. I, it is I, ironic that it happened at yeah yeah exactly. So I'm I'm at telling Talladega I'm telling you, I am not that much of a conspiracy theorist, and I told you this before we came on here, and I will die, I will take it to the grave with me. I don't care. NASCAR last year saw the opportunity. And I feel like, and and now Bubba is painted in a bad. He, he's got a bad picture painted on him at this point because I feel like NASCAR right. said something because for years Bubba Wallace has been in the sport for years. I have never ever heard him talk about racism and no diversity in the sport. But all of a sudden last year we get this whole pull rope, pull rope situation right around the whole diverse diversity of America, which is NASCAR's never been. Look, I grew up in the South. Okay, Matt, you've grew up down here. I've I've never really and truly heard of NASCAR saying, "Hey, NASCAR, you're you're a bunch of racist ass people." Right. Yeah. I've never heard that either. Yeah, I, I okay. I've never been to a race where Until I've seen last people year, racist, or maybe the past couple years in general, and maybe that's just because of cancel culture in general, and and now. The media side of NASCAR has just rode that rode that coattail, and I think that's what makes this just a, makes this more of a negative side of stuff, right? More I, than anything, yeah, I, I'm not mad to anyone by no yeah, means. No, you know, I, I'm not, like I'm, I said, there's there's been plenty of people win race short races, like Daytona 500s. Well, Chris so Buescher comes to mind in Pocono. Like yeah, in 2016, there you go. Yeah. it happens, it, and it's it's, and it's, it's yep. not going to be the last time it happens. No, it's by not, no means, not at all. But I think it's the uh, fact that Bubba Wallace won, and and the whole thing with this is, like y'all are saying, and I'm trying not to get political in this because that's not the road I want to go down. But I don't, I, I don't want to have to go I, down it either. I think ultimately, you guys bring up some great points about that. I just, I would like, I, I would challenge somebody out there to present evidence to me that NASCAR didn't do something stupid like that last year because NASCAR, in my eyes, has done a lot of stupid things already in general. And I wouldn't put it past them, the stupidity of them, last year to think, oh my God, we have something right in front of us that would say, oh, we can bring new fans into this and we can show that we're inclusive. Hey, Bubba, you know, if they talked to him and said, hey, you know, if you want to, come if you know this looks like a situation i feel like they painted him in a bad spot because now all of a sudden bubba steps up and says oh black lives matter this and that and you know i don't have any problem with that but he played that up and they played that and nbc yesterday during the rain yep. delay had to talk about oh he's standing on the same pit road that they pushed all the teams pushed his car down pit road last year like get off of that right. i don't care about that anymore but you guys are bringing it up and that's why everybody's gonna hate back on it again because y'all are revisiting this stupid 
stupid problem. So it isn't necessarily a Bubba Wallace thing. You could blame no, this more on NASCAR NBC. You could blame this more on NBC Sports. No, I blame it on NASCAR. You're going to blame it on NASCAR. I'm blaming it on NASCAR because they do stupid stuff. Okay. And sure, so if, if, the if broadcast. We're just, you know, if we're, if we're on this whole diversity thing, and if they're just talking about NASCAR in general not being diversified and stuff like that, you know, I can go all the way back to 2010, 2011 when I was in school up there and I was working with a couple of teams. A couple of the teams that I worked with, one being Revolution Racing. Now, whether they're still in business up there or not, I don't know. Uh, Revolution Racing was a team developed specifically for bringing developmental drivers in for diversity programs. Like, and the majority of the guys I worked with doing the pit crew stuff were from different ethnicities, you know, different backgrounds and right. stuff like that. Uh, whether it be black, uh, you know, Hispanic, whatever. So how we've gotten on this, how NASCAR has gotten on this bandwagon of, you know, well, we're just not diversified or, or something like that or, or, or where, where society in general has gotten that NASCAR is not diversified enough. I don't know, because undoubtedly they're not looking behind the scenes far enough. I mean, maybe I haven't really watched enough NASCAR this year to see whether or not they've touched on Daniel Suarez or not. But Well, Daniel is, Suarez isn't running as well. As, but and, that doesn't, that and, doesn't matter. If, okay. if they want to play this whole inclusive and diversive card, then why don't they talk about other people like that? Why is it? I mean, I understand that Bubba Wallace is in the lead, and he's thrusted into the spotlight at the moment because he's in the lead. But, I mean... What about these other guys? I mean, they I've seen NASCAR talk about Daniel Suarez and how well he was kind of doing at one point in the season, but they never really touched on his background as far as I remember seeing. But all of a sudden, Bubba Wallace didn't leave, and we got to touch on his background, and we got to go all the way back to last year. We got to revisit some stupid thing from last year, which people are probably going to think, I'm ranting, and they're probably going to say, oh, well, that guy sounds like a racist. Well, that's fine. You can call me a racist all day long. I'm not. But I'm just pointing out the fact that the stupidity of this whole situation is. I have no problem with Bubba Wallace winning whatsoever. But it's the fact that we never visited this whole inclusive thing years down the road, and all of a sudden, within a year, oh, that's a big deal, and Bubba Wallace is like, oh, yeah, this and that. Oh, you know, he's standing by the catch fence last year, you know, with fans chanting his name and stuff like that. Like, what? Well, get out of town, man. Come on. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing okay. this? NASCAR, I understand. And I, I saw the writing on the wall when it happened last year. I'm like, NASCAR's just trying to get more fans here. As, hence, you know, hence why I've always ranted about NASCAR starting later in the afternoon. It's because they're trying to garner to the West Coast people. But I've seen West Coast people talk about how, oh, I don't have a problem with NASCAR starting at 9 a.m. in the morning. It gives me time to do things in the well, afternoon. Well, nobody, nobody has an issue with waking up and watching Formula One. Exactly. Morning, See, so. I don't have a problem with that at all. But NASCAR is imploding that was the themselves case. from the inside. Tyler Davis should, should start running at 11 a.m. Yeah. So, so is this more of a problem looking at NASCAR? Because, I mean, yes. you guys are peeling back the layers of the onion so much to the point where it's like I'm trying to keep track of everything that's I'm being sorry, said yeah, here. I'm sorry. That's and, <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. I think it makes for a good, entertaining show, to be honest with you. Maybe a fan interaction or two. Maybe lose a few people. Yeah, I but, mean, I would maybe, love for people to just... If but, people want to go out on social media, call me out, and, you know, say that I'm saying things wrong or something, by all means, that's fine. But as a, as me being a fan, in my eyes, I see NASCAR imploding themselves from the inside out. So what can they do to change it? Well, here's all, all kinds of things. The start times. 
Okay. It's one of my biggest pet peeves right now. The start times and the stage racing is what... And the playoffs, too. That's another big pet peeve okay, of mine. I've got so much. But let's, let's go back to this whole diversity thing. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We can to, revisit that. Because to me, the diversity program isn't a bad thing. It's not. You know, I think it brings in people that may not have had an interest in the sport before to come in and, and be a part of this sport like they do in any other sporting event in sports. You know, I, I, know, I think Bubba Wallace earned his way up. Yeah, he, he did. Absolutely. In the past, I mean, you, you, to your point, Till last year, I have never heard him say anything regarding. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com race regarding anything and then everything happened that happened last year and he was kind of probably thrusted into that position more so than by choice yeah i think he might he might have felt pressured to be honest i'm not in his head but he might have felt pressured to do something to say something until last year did anybody have anything negative to say about bubba wallace no not really until the 2020 season was there anything bad about? I I don't remember. I've never had one bad, bad thing. to say about him. I think Bubba Wallace was one of those drivers. Is like I would love to see him win. Let's put him. Let's see what he does in good equipment. This year he's in great equipment. Joe Gibbs equipment, and now he's starting to kind of fill his niche. Now, granted, I would love to see what he does if he could duplicate that at the Roval, at Texas, at Kansas, at Martinsville. Because if he could continue running up front and getting those top fives, top tens, maybe another win or two, I think people will be singing a different song about Bubba Wallace. Well, yeah. Well, here's something that you you bring up a good point about talking about in years past is that because NASCAR did this thing and there was nothing bad ever say about him up until last year. Up until last year, nobody could say one bad thing about Bubba Wallace. Up until, you know, upcoming through the years before last year, if you were to say, oh, yeah, I I think Bubba Wallace is not that good of a driver, people would be like, okay, that's cool. But, like, I feel like now if you were to say that, like on Twitter, for example, if people were to say, oh, Bubba Wallace isn't just that good, then you have people coming at you saying, oh, is it because he's black? Is that the problem? And that's why. That's right there is NASCAR's NASCAR's not making it inclusive and diverse. They're dividing people at this point but see that's not a nascar problem though that's a fan's problem if you're a fan of bubba wallace okay let's say this if i could go up to anybody and i don't know if charlie was a big dale senior fan but he was definitely a big dale jr fan and i go up to him and say dale jr wasn't that good of a driver watch your whore mouth boom right there <laughs> there we got a, we got I mean, but, but, you see, but people defend I, 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 their I underst- drivers i understand and, that. I, and to your point it wouldn't matter if he's black, white, Asian, Hispanic. It doesn't matter if you're maybe maybe it boils I mean, down to 
a lot of the a lot of the fan side of stuff. So it's more so regardless it a, of Bubba Wallace's whatever. Maybe they just expected NASCAR to stay out of the political side of stuff from the very get go. And now that NASCAR got into it, and let's face it, the one person that they can throw into it right now with society in general is Bubba Wallace. Okay. That's kind of ruined it. And I think that might have turned more people off on Bubba Wallace. Okay. And turned it on to him. Okay, because is it his fault? Maybe not. Because there are a lot of Bubba Wallace fans out there. Yeah. I just think I just think there's I just think the fan base of NASCAR held NASCAR to a higher standard than NASCAR held themselves and expected them to stay out of the spotlight as far as the political and all the politics and whatever bullcrap nonsense goes. Okay. But they jump right on that bandwagon with it. Because it's very it's a slippery slope either way you slice it. it. Yeah. If you it make is. if you talk if you criticize Bubba Wallace and I think I had this discussion in Daytona with uh Chrissy with from Fast Lap podcast that if you talk critically against Bubba Wallace as a I feel like we're analysts of the sport of NASCAR if you talk bad about Bubba Wallace, then you're automatically labeled as racist. When that's not necessarily true, you could talk bad you about get blackballed. You could talk bad about Chase well, Elliott. You per- said that you thought that some people thought I was racist or something. Oh yeah, I mean people. I mean we we you get on the topic of Bubba Wallace, and it's either you love the guy or hate him. It's just like back in but the But if 90s. you say you hate him, you're automatically labeled as a racist. Right. Yeah, but we just call it as we see it. It then, has nothing to do with it. But then that. back in the 90s, it was the same way. You either loved Jeff Gordon or you hated yeah. him. Yeah. You love pulling from We've always said on this show, there's that one driver you love pulling against, like in Formula One. You either love Lewis Hamilton or you hate you him. You either love Lewis <laughs> Hamilton and you want to see him wreck on turn one, lap Who's one, that? every time. You know, Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time uh, Formula One world Never champion. Yeah, you've heard of him. Come on, man. <laughs> but you, 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 you root like against these drivers. But now I see you. I, I, I see your guys' point. You get to the point where it's like you can't root against this guy because it's forbidden fruit. You either yeah, exactly. You either and cheer for him, or you're totally against what we want to do here. Yeah, my answer is I just I blame NASCAR for it. I really do. I honestly blame NASCAR for it. I hate could, to blame NASCAR you, for could it. Could you really blame NASCAR? You guys mentioned it was the fans. Could it be Bubba Wallace fans that that are NASCAR the problem? started it? NASCAR started the whole problem. That's I mean, the, in my eyes that they started the whole problem. They jumped on going back to last year. They jumped on that whole garage rope thing, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's a noose!" And then it comes out days later that oh, it really wasn't. Well, because back. You know, I think you saw the writing on the wall. I remember that day clearly. And from our point of view, we didn't want to release anything because... Yeah, we didn't know what was going on. But then you think about it. That was at the height of COVID, right when COVID was really starting to take fire and burn up the world, I feel. And who who had access to that garage? No one. could... Is it a conspiracy theory? At the same time, time, could Bubba Wallace have taken a step back and said... What guys? This ain't me. I'm. I'm not gonna be a part of it. He could have, but you know we weren't there. I, I, unless we have Bubba Wallace in the studio one day, we can never know for sure what happened that day. I mean, I'm like I said, well, Jeff, I'm just gonna go Jeff off of and that. Jason's daddy, Leo. 
uh, is like his biggest fan, so I'm, I'm sure just, he's probably got his number. I'm just going to go off that. Maybe I thought maybe it was a conspiracy well, okay. theory. If it was the height of COVID, NASCAR's well, pressing for TV ratings at that point because they don't have fans there. Well, okay, let's. I'm, I'm going to uh, address this issue. So Charlie just said the guy, the Reeves brothers who drag race, who one of them was on the show, I believe it was Jeff. <laughs> you said, was that a joke? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it, it was a joke. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It no, was. He I, called me. He called me right after Bubba won. It was like, "Hey, your brother won." I was like, first off, it's not my brother." <laughs> Second <laughs> off, why'd you call me? Well, and and uh, look, I mean, I think we're going down a rabbit hole here. There we are because it because the way I see it, it isn't NASCAR's fault. I think. To your point, they maybe reacted a little fast with the whole garage pool incident. They did. And then the fact that they're reliving it is the same way for me that they keep reliving Dale Earnhardt at Daytona. You need to let it go. I'll I'll agree with you on that. You know, uh, there's time time to let everything go. Especially when it wasn't what it was. Right. And it's time to let it go. The the show of unity. The show of solidarity and support beyond Bubba Wallace was amazing to see. Yeah, it was. I like this Marine Corps recruiting thing that just popped up on my Facebook. Like, bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it shows how much Charlie's invested in this show today. But I am. I, I, knew, I, am I, I, I knew that this was going to be a hot topic issue once they declare the race to Bubba Wallace. I'm happy to see him win. It shut a lot of... I, I don't think it's shut a lot of people up because for me, for one, it's it's still a question of can he do it under green flag conditions? Can he stay out front for the whole time? Can he save the car to a point? And can he Can win? he do it on anything other than restricted plates? Can plate he do trips? it at restricted plates? To Charlie's point earlier in the show, Trevor Bain one day Tona, we thought this kid was gonna be the next big thing. Yep. We did. It's like this guy came out of the box and won Daytona. And won the big one. Won the big With the Wood one. Brothers. Which is, if I've said it before, if I can win one race, it would be the Daytona 500. Then my name's immortalized forever. But can Bubba Wallace, I'm going to start off with you, Preston. Can Bubba Wallace do it again? Uh, when at a non-restrictor play race? Anytime. I'm going to say at a, uh, I think track. I think we get to a point where, yeah, he may be so, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think he could be a very competitive driver and... Two, three years from now, we'll remember the first race, but we won't remember all the stuff attached to it. No. It's just so fresh right now. It's just like when Justin Haley won. Was it Justin Haley won Daytona a couple of years ago in the Range Hornet race? Yeah. We remember him winning, and yeah, there was rain. He was just in the right place at the right time and yep. won that race. Mm-hmm. Chris Busher, I brought up Pocono 2016. Range Hornet race, he won that race. But will this stick with Bubba Wallace? That's the second part of this question. Will it stick with him? What do you mean? Like, will they? Will there be people out there that say Bubba Wallace won, but there's an asterisk next to it? Oh, yeah, there will be people out there that say and, that, absolutely. And, and I think that was really the big thing. It just happened to be out front. And people were saying on Twitter, oh, this is a planned event by NASCAR. No, I mean, he... Which isn't... True we whatsoever. All, we all knew that the rain was coming. We just didn't know when. Right, and when he hit. And when, when they hit, talked about it, hey, there's rain close by. I was listening I mean, to the spotters about yeah. rain's coming. And I you know what? Rain. He just happened to be showing up to the front at the time, and he did a hell of a job blocking where he needed to block. I mean, hey, he did what he had to do to stay in front. 
it is what it is. He got the win. That's cool. Good for him. I'm just right. You know, now Charles, a lot of people just think there's just a bad picture painted on him now because of everything right. that has and, transpired in the and, last and year. And I hate that. I and, really do and that's hate it. Really unfortunate. And if because you, you get to this point where Bubba Wallace has earned his way up to the top, he's won a truck series event, and now he's finally won in the big crowning event. And had it been anybody else in that position, it would have been a completely different story on Twitter. Probably the same some people saying lights need to be at Talladega. Lights need to be at every track. This is crap. We should give it every effort. And I think NASCAR gave every effort to do it. But the fact that it was Bubba Wallace, it could have been Austin Dillon winning. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would have batted an eye. No, I'd have still been upset with that. I would have been upset, too. <laughs> I would have been like, gum, I want to see. Because not one NASCAR fan. White, black, Asian, Hispanic wants to see the race end under caution. No, not at all. And NASCAR did a good job of trying to wait out the right. delay because it did stop raining. And they got the dryers on the track. It's like, yeah. all right. This, okay, this we're m- making progress on something. Then it started raining again. And then it's just at that point, you're just like, well, this is it. Because At that point, you're battling the sunset. Yeah, because there's no no lights. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... To, it's, me, it, to me, it's more of a lighting of the track issue vice anything else. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. I saw a couple of different things this week and that really bothered me other than this and it, you know, we can let Charlie get his perspective and then revisit it. But I mean I, I just have a couple of things I want to throw out there after that. So Right. And I, I I really truly feel that It has to do with the light situation, but it has to do with other things. Right. But I'm gonna ask Charlie the same question I asked you. Do you think Bubba Wallace gets another victory on a track that isn't a restrictor play track or tapered spacing? I think he spacer. runs decent, but no, I don't think he does. I, I think it's more of a Trevor Bain situation. I, I think he gets more than one win, not this season, but maybe um, maybe in the Gen 7 car, everybody will be kind of on an equal playing field at that point. He'll have Kurt Busch as a teammate there at 23-11 racing. I think you see a wind-in-the-cell moment to carpe diem from Bubba Wallace and go and get it. Yeah, he's going to have a veteran to – Kind of help, kind of lean on. Lean, his, yeah, I mean, who pushed him to the lead? Kurt Busch pushed him to oh, the lead. There you go, right there, right there. They're already working well together. I I'm, think they're going to come. I out. think. I think if you see him get another win, it'll be restrictor plate track. Just I, restrictor I just plate. I just, yeah, that's it. I, I don't see him winning anywhere else. I can see him winning at plenty of places coming up here. You know, I, I, I think it's too early to tell. I think we need to see the Gen if Seven they, car. If they, yeah. It, it, they could, it, but it's not just on him. I mean, the, the team itself is going to well, have to and the team's, get better. That's all it is. Well, the team is fine. The team is doing pretty well their first year out of the box. Well, yeah, they're not doing that bad. Trackhouse Racing this. doesn't have a win this year. No. And they have a really good driver, and they're going to have another driver coming over in Ross Chastain, too. Yep. Not a veteran, but Ross Chastain is going to be joining that team. That's going to be a powerful stable right there once they get rolling in there, especially with those Chevy engines and Richard Childress alliance and stuff. But to me, this is more of a issue with not having lights. And that's such an easy thing to blame it on. Cause we knew going in here, Talladega doesn't have lights. Talladega is not going to get lights anytime soon. As far as I could tell. So it's not going to happen. I don't know if it's a budget issue because they'll get the return on investment pretty quickly. I don't know what it is. But I think it was just a perfect storm of just frustration not seeing the race in 
the way people wanted to. Their driver not necessarily winning. If you were a Bubba Wallace fan, you had the best weekend of your life. But I digress. But what else did you want to say? I know you were trying to mention, mention something else no, there, Preston. It just, there's, there was a couple of things that I saw over the weekend. It, it wasn't just the lights. It just it bothers me that Denny Hamlin overshot his pit box. Okay. And there was a they were joking on the radio, talking. I think his crew chief was laughing. He's like, hey, man, you want to race today? And Denny Hamlin's like, yeah, I guess so. Like That right there bothers me because then – the NBC broadcast has to bring up and say, well, he's got to win, so he doesn't really have to do anything today. Well, that would upset me as a fan if I'm coming there to watch Denny Hamlin race Okay, see him race in the back all day long. And that's just what upsets me about certain things. And it's just it's just stuff that I revisit over again about the Sad whole playoff. Sad part about the playoffs. No, it is. It's, it's, just, it's just me revisiting my pet peeve about the playoffs and about this whole playoff situation that I'm really tired of at this point. It's just it's annoying that, oh, you get a win you're on to the next round. Good for you. Like, right. What happened to having to race every single race? Oh, those days are gone, man. That's in, what in I'm NASCAR, saying. I don't like that. I, I just, I can't stand it. And okay. I don't know. It's well, just, let me ask you this then. A, With the introduction of the Gen 7 car next year at Daytona, should NASCAR in the offseason redo the points system? Absolutely. They need to redo a lot of stuff, honestly. Okay. I mean, it's just... And, and don't mention start times anymore. You, I, I get yeah, the start yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that, that, <laughs> It's just that, you know, they talk about how... Okay, so on Sunday when we're like, oh, well, we're going to have to come back tomorrow, and then they're talking about, well, a lot of teams don't have hotels, so they're just going to fly back. That right there is... You know, NASCAR wants to talk about cutting costs or something, but, like, that's... For teams, I mean, having to fly a whole team back and forth to North Carolina and back the next day—that's a—that's a pain in the butt logistically. Right. It's just—it's just one of those things that lights would come into play. It's just okay. I feel it. I just—it's just I in my eyes, NASCAR is destroying itself from the inside. Okay. And that's all I have to say. What about you, Charlie? What do you think about that? Because you, <sighs> you kind of said the same. We're, we're saying the same things throughout the show. Yeah. It, this isn't a Bubble Wallace issue. This no, is it's a. Not. You know, we're trying to include everybody, make everybody happy, and you're not ever going to make everybody happy. No, not at all. You're never making everybody happy. No, you're not. But what do you what do you think, Charlie? Um, Preston's sung this song many times on the show. I have. I where just, it's a point issue. It's the Na- it's NASCAR, not I mean, the stage issues. I just wish that like if they wanted to keep stage racing, fine. But at maybe at certain tracks or something, not right. But I don't know. I don't, it's, think, I don't know if you can keep it at certain tracks. It's either you got to have it or you don't have it. I don't know, man. Um, I guess I'm just stuck in the old days or something. I, I like the point structure where first place has 40 points, second place has 39, and so on, so on, so on. That's I, I get the I get the stage points where it helps, but maybe maybe not necessarily winning gets you to the next round. Maybe if you win the race, it's a certain amount of bonus points gets you to. You get a certain amount of extra points for winning instead of automatically locking you into the next round so that you don't necessarily have that cushion of a win. That's the only other thing I could see maybe changing it up. But other than that, man, if we didn't have the stages, most of these races would be ridiculously 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready boring because they would be nothing but long green flag races. Yeah. I don't know. So. I just, I, I think the state I've revisited before. I, I feel like the stage has just cut the strategy. Out no, nobody pushes right. the envelope anymore. If it wasn't yeah, for stage it's races. Just, to me. And like I keep saying it in my eyes as a fan, I feel like the stage racing only caters to some of the top teams because they're the ones that get all these points all the time. But you, you, you killed the other teams out there that can't run up front all day long. Right. Who used to rely on a strategy of an entire race to be there at the end, whether they're competing for a top five or 10th place, even 15th. Hell, you know? Right. But now with stage racing, it's, you know, you just see almost the same people up there every single stage that are getting all of those extra points. And it's just like, well, whatever. Right. So... Well, looking forward to the Roval here. We yeah, let's the, get let's move on. We got the Roval coming up here for the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. The Truck Series won't be back in action until Martinsville on the weekend of the thirtieth. Oh, that's a long time. It is a long time. It's like three weeks. I, it, it is. It's it's a quite a ways away. <laughs> but looking at the Roval coming up, all three of us have been to the Roval. We've seen exciting racing there. Rain, dry. It doesn't matter. Real quick predictions on the Roval next or this coming weekend. We'll start off with Preston. I don't think it'll be a run of the mill race. I think it'll be interesting. It's a cutoff race for It is a cutoff race. It is a cutoff race for the Xfinity series as well as the Cup series. I expect drama for sure to unfold. Yep. I think somebody that is on the outside of the cutoff. What is this? This will be cutting off to this will narrow down to eight, right? Yeah, this will be. The I think end it'll the, be the winner will be somebody that's uh, from ninth to twelfth in points. And just to tell you who that is right now, ninth is Kevin Harvick, tenth is Christopher Bell, William Byron eleventh, Alex Bowman twelfth. Bowman's in definitely a must-win situation, being fifty-two points back. Harvick could have a good run, and if somebody else like a Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch has a bad run, pounces on that, that mistake. William Byron could have a good run but still make not make it. He has minus 44 points. He's in a must-win, I feel. Christopher Bell, minus 28, but needs needs a good run and possibly uh, needs some a so Joey look have bad a, a Joey thing. Christopher Bell runs good at tracks like that. Mm-hmm. Byron has ran good there before. Yeah. Bowman's ran good there. Yeah. I think I think William uh, Byron wins. I, you think I Byron think, wins? I think, I think this Byron track wins. hurts Harvick more than anybody. 
Harvick is nine points to the bad as far yeah. as the cutoff, but Kyle Busch is nine points to the good. Kyle Busch has a bad day, a bad pit stop, and changes everything right there. Well, I think William Byron wins. Okay, William Byron wins. Charlie, what do you think? As far as Cup Series? Yeah, as far as Cup Series. We'll start off with Cup first and go to Xfinity. Okay. I think I know what our Xfinity pick is going to be. That little hanging yeah, fruit. Uh, Dinger, yeah. yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> uh As far as Cup Series, with Byron being in a must-win. Yeah, he's, he's definitely I, in a must-win. I think win. you're going to see him give it all he's got all day. Um, and, and Hendricks, by all means, got the power to win on road courses. They've shown that all year because I think they've won, like, what, every road course except the shootout. With that being said. And and Daytona road course, Christopher Bill won that race. Yeah, he did win that one. Well, that's what I meant. That's, I'm sorry, oh, okay. Daytona road course. Yeah, with that being said, I'm I, I'm going to say Elliott wins road Bowl again okay. just because of the dominating fashion that he's had on road courses lately. Right. I'm going to go back to Indianapolis road course. Almost snagging his first win, then wrecking Denny Hamlin there at the final lap when he didn't hear that he was black flagged. Chase Briscoe. I think he, I think he's an upset driver. Oh, man, another thing I would he, he more than glad not want to revisit next year is that freaking Indy okay. Road Course. Well, you missed that episode. You you didn't want to show up that episode. We had Zach on from Gridiron Gallery. Yeah, I listened to it. I listened it to was it. a good episode. It was good. I, I think Chase Briscoe breaks that glass slipper that is the playoff driver yeah, trying to get I in. I think Chase Briscoe had an upper hand at that track, too, too, because he ran it on the Xfinity Series the year before. But Chase Briscoe won the inaugural race there in the Xfinity Series a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. So All right. Chase Briscoe okay. knows how to get around that track. He knows how to do it. And when all three of us were there... He got spun out by AJ Allmendinger. Oh, yeah, or, no, that. he got spun out by Christopher Bell. Was it Christopher Bell? It was Christopher Bell. I got the photos somewhere in my archives of yeah, hundreds that was, of thousands uh, of photos. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, he got taken out by Christopher drama. Bell. <laughs> so he knows how to get it done there. I think Chase Briscoe gets it done at the Roval. So we got Elliott. We have Byron. William Byron. And Briscoe. So we have Chevy, Chevy, Ford. I'm going to say William Byron, but to Charlie's point, it's going to be a Hendrick Motorsports car probably. No, I think it's going to be a Stuart Haas Racing Ford. Even with Larson. Yeah, exactly. Nah, 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 Larson, nah. Larson's dominated well, some road courses this year, too. He's been good. He's been good. But Chase Briscoe, I think I think he gets his first. I think we see repeat back-to-back winners this weekend. Non-playoff and, drivers. And yeah, a non-playoff driver in Bubba Wallace and Chase Briscoe. Yeah, I, think I like that. that. And speaking of that, we got uh before we get into our final thoughts, we're gonna go over the schedule here. The Roval for the Cup Series will be Sunday, October tenth at two PM Eastern Standard Time on NBC. And for Xfinity series, it's gonna be Saturday, October 9th at three PM Eastern Standard Time on NBC. And Preston, we got Formula One action this weekend from Turkey. Yes. And the dramatic season that we're seeing unfold in front of us here. Yes. The Turkish Grand Prix. Sunday, October 10th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. Set your DVR. Let's see if Lewis Hamilton can win 101. Or if Max Verstappen says, nope, I'm going to win this race and make it more interesting. Well, I, Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see because I think I think Hamilton's taking a, a, a grid penalty for an engine change. Oh, interesting. I think that's what I've heard the latest. So he'll be in the back. I think Max Verstappen's going to the back, too. Again? 
For what? Oh, no, 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 no. He did start in the back probably last race. He, no, he so, yeah, Hamilton I think Hamilton's taking... <laughs> probably said Hamilton looked funny and Formula One didn't like that. <laughs> I think right. Hamilton is taking an uh, engine change this time around. It would be interesting to so, see what happens here. Uh, come to Turkish Grand Prix, I believe this is going to be their first time racing on that track, right? Nope, they raced it last year. They did? Mm-hmm. I, I must not have remembered because... It was, uh, it was wet. It was wet. As Lance Stroll oh, scored pole. No, no, Charlie, stop that. <laughs> oh, can't say that? No, you can't say that. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> Come on, man. Lance Stroll scored pole at that, that race. Well, Bye, you, you know, it's okay, man. We'll keep it in. So, but, uh, okay, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to. Yeah, I think uh, we, we are expecting a good weekend of racing, road course racing from all three series. It should be a fun weekend. But anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? It's been a long episode. If you survived this long through the episode, let us know what you think using hashtag what you yeah, think ITM absolutely. on all social media platforms. Anything else, gentlemen, before we get into our final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm good. Nope. Okay. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at Rambling About Racing are a proud affiliate of. So if you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our sponsors tab, there at the bottom you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the NASCAR page where you can get all your latest and greatest driver gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, diecasts, and much more. But it doesn't just stop. have to stop there. If you like Alabama Crimson Tide football, buy Alabama Crimson Tide football from there. If you like Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals has all their stores there as well. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the sponsor tab. Link is there at the bottom for Fanatics. All purchases will help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you better content and more content for the future. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts here on Rambling About Racing. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Kind of a, uh, I guess you could say, controversial episode here. I, I, I was expecting it from the crew that we have here and Charlie Herkus and Preston Lude. I tried to kind of stay out of it because they were talking politics. I didn't like politics. Well, I, that's what it kind of boiled down to, honestly. Talk politics. No, we kind of didn't. It's either way you look at it. Yeah, either way you skin the cat, kind of. Yeah. Politics are in there somewhere. That was a slippery slope. But hey, man, good episode regardless. Now we get into our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, but not before in the Marvels 2.0 oh, standings. Matt Camper still in the lead with 5,714 points. SMR R&D in second. Close, kind of a close battle for second, but Matt Camper's squeaking away, man. He wants that $100 Amazon gift card. S plays third. Preston, you're still in fourth. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. Well, I'm, that's it. I'm in fifth with 5,226, Chuck 8384, 5,189, and in 5,155, Smoking Woody. Other than that, eighth on down from Unhinged Racing all the way down to Shake and Bake. Hasn't participated in quite a while. Needless to say, the top seven are playoff drivers, I feel. <laughs> and in the, in the bottom, let's see here, five are just not wanting to play anymore. Hey, man, how come how come NASCAR doesn't do the playoff format on fantasy like they do in real life? They should, man. Could you I, imagine if they reset the points after like every third race? I think you. Sh- I think as the commissioner, I should be able to say, "There's the line. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to play anymore after this point. 
But once you get to this point, I mean, then you're in the playoffs. Maybe with our new, I guess it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense because if you got down to the last race, everybody would probably use the same drivers. You know, we're, we're coming up with a brand new system here. <laughs> we're not going to use yeah. We're not going to use NASCAR fantasy next year. We're going to make our own fantasy league. Okay, all right. To make it better, and hopefully one day have an app. And have it on our website or something, and we'll figure it out. That's an off-season topic. Let's I remember the, the the early uh, some of the days uh, a couple of years ago of fantasy where the struggle was when you go in every week and a driver's um, their their rating would be up and down. Like it would cost money. You would get the, you know the certain amount of money. Yeah, it's like and a DraftKings. Yeah, thing right and it there. would it would always bounce up and down. But now you you can only use drivers so many times in a yeah, year. Yeah, five times it's, in the playoffs in ten yeah, races. You can't use Kyle Larson, fi- but five times. Yeah. And of course, you're going to use the final four at the final four race, but you got to decide who that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough thing. But now, Preston, yes. got our driver of the week this week, Vice Charlie. We're going to give Charlie the week off here for driver of the week. That's yeah. fine. I understand. <laughs> but we, well, Preston needs to start pulling his weight here. Yeah, He's finally back with the yeah. show. Yeah. So Charlie, or I was about to say Charlie, who's our driver of the week? Just because you see how long you've been gone. I know, I know. I've I've been MIA. You, you definitely have been. Sometimes I haven't even tried to reach out to you to be honest with you. It's just like, ah, Preston's not showing up. Yeah, I was kind of in a rut for a while. Yeah, so. it's okay, man. But Preston, who's our driver of the week this week? Driver of the week. I got it. Uh, this idea from seeing the Schumacher documentary, and the name just popped into my head, and I was like, I don't think we've done this guy yet. Nigel Ernest James Mansell, or just Nigel Mansell as a lot of people know it. Okay. Uh, born August the 8th of 1953, former British racing driver who won both the Formula One World Championship in 1992 and the Kart IndyCar World Series in 93. He was the reigning F1 champion, of course, when he moved over to the Kart Series, becoming the first person to win the Kart title in his debut season, making him the only person to hold both the World Drivers Championship and the American Open Wheel National Championship simultaneously. That's a lot to say. Active years in Formula 1, 1980, 1982, and then, of course, 94 to 95 after he participated in the Kart. Uh, racing for teams like Lotus, Williams, Ferrari, and McLaren. 191 entries, but only 187 starts. One world championship, of course, in 92, 31 wins, 59 podiums, 480 career points, along with 32 pole positions. Nigel Mansell is your driver of the week. Well, very nice, man. That's a very nice driver of the week, I will yeah. say. Nigel Mansell, man. Yeah. Can you imagine watching those old guys race in, like in the current stuff in their prime? I think that would have been great. Yeah, like- you're thinking about it. As funny was when I was watching the Schumacher documentary, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what it'd be like if he were racing now. What would it, how would he compare up to somebody like Lewis Hamilton who has won the how, championship? How would Ayrton Senna compete? With yeah, Lewis exactly. Hamilton? Or Ayrton Senna compete against Michael Schumacher in his prime? And seeing Ayrton Senna's crash in the Schumacher documentary is like really hair raising to watch. Well, you know what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. you've seen it's Senna. Still, you've seen Senna, right? No, I didn't get a chance to see Senna for oh, some you reason. You need to watch Senna, man. But but you watch Senna. And you watch Schumacher, and you'll see it's one in the same documentary, I feel. A really great documentary for anybody it, it, out there who has yet to see it on Netflix. It, we it, gave it five lug nuts here yeah, on the it, show, man. Well, I mean, I've watched it three times. Oh, wow. Just to watch it again. Right. It's just that good. It really was. So, All right. Our, this week in NASCAR, we go back to October 1st, 1967, with several of the top racing officials from Ford Motor Company looking on, Richard Petty continues his phenomenal winning streak by taking the Wilkes 400 at North Wilkesboro Speedway. 
Petty scores his record-shattering 10th consecutive victory. 10th consecutive victory. That was here this week in NASCAR, October 1st, 1967. And with that, anybody else have anything to say about anything we've talked about on today's show? I'm going to start off with Charlie because Preston's looking at Charlie right now. Um, I'm I'm good. Uh, no point in beating a dead horse. Nope. I, I think we've all kind of yeah. said our two cents. Again, let us know what you think of ITM. At using hashtag what you think ITM. Whether you agree with us, disagree with us. If politics should stay out of NASCAR, well, then no political affiliations whatsoever. No nothing. Just keep it simple. Keep it racing. Come here, show up, and race. I think it'd be interesting to see where that goes if anybody decides to let us know. Yeah. Whether on Facebook or Twitter, use hashtag what you think ITM media. Preston, do you have anything? I love arguing, so. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we're not here to... We said it on the show. We're not I'm here not to argue with you. Yeah, we're not here to bash anybody. No. We're just saying what we observe. Yeah, absolutely. We could, we could be 100% wrong, but we could also be 100% correct. Eh, it's more 50-50. Yeah, yeah that, I would say we're that's more exactly 50-50. Why, that's exactly what we're... Just the disclaimer, we're not... I don't know what to say. We're not official show of NASCAR or anything like that. We're just... No, um, we're, we're just our own podcast, doing our own thing. A couple of guys just talking about racing, you know, what we see. Yeah, yeah, but Preston, you have anything else? Nope. Uh, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Well, hopefully, this is the first of many because Charlie's going to school here. I'm going to need you to. Well, well, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Now I was thinking about my surgery, but that's like at the end of November. That's right before end of Formula One, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine then. But uh, when's he going to school? Wait, when's Charlie going to school? Charlie's coming up here next week. Yeah, so he'll be in the start, studio. Start school on Wednesday. Start school on Wednesday, so he'll be in ITM Media Studio next Monday. Yeah. For us recording the show, that episode will be out the day he starts school. Okay. So it should be a lot of fun, actually. Especially, especially after I, we play golf all day. Yeah, yeah, after we play golf all day. On Monday? Yeah, on Monday. Well, we'll get to you to times. We'll get you to times. Yeah, give me some times, man, because I... Yeah. I'm going to get up pretty early Monday morning and head that way, so... All right, yeah, he's going to drive eight hours, so we got an advantage on him. <laughs> I, know, I, I know a great little golf course right around the corner, guys. You, you'll like it. Okay, all you'll right. Like I it. can't we, wait. But, uh... Again, last chance. Charlie, got anything? No, I'm good. All right, man. Uh, Preston, you have anything? Nope. All right. Take us home. Yeah, all right, you guys. <laughs> You're just pushing buttons everywhere. Uh, well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not used to having you here to do our <laughs> outro. Okay. <laughs> or I'm just going to take it home like you said here. All right, I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to this, us this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. Make sure to head over to ramblinaboutracing.com to links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like and follow if you haven't already. And now you could use ramblinaboutracing.com under the videos tab at the top to check out our YouTube videos. Folks, we know we haven't updated that in a while. Please, please bear with us. We will eventually get to do that. I'd like to thank our partners here at the show, Stand up to cancer and fanatics for all they do, not only for us here at the show, but for the Unhinged Sports Network and Belly Up Sports. Really appreciate Belly Up Sports and the Unhinged Sports Network being affiliated with us. Thank again our host here, Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, Preston Lude, at P underscore Luda on Twitter, and myself, Matt Beamer, MBeamer22. Stay safe, and we'll see you after the Roval this weekend. Have a good week, folks. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.